Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas. And today I'm recording episode, I don't know, 236 or something. Uh, today I have with me Matt Lave with expert.ai. Matt, thank you for joining me today. How is it going? Hey, thanks a lot, Tony. You know, it's going good and it's uh, getting better every day. How about yourself? Fanta I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's nice and sunny here, here in Atlanta. And uh, I am vaccinated and ready to hit the road again once uh, <laughs> there we go. Once events start happening <laughs> again. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Thank you. Uh, so, so, Matt, um, what is expert.ai? Well, there, there's a lot that goes into it, but real high-level overview. You know, we're a 30-plus-year-old company specializing in artificial intelligence, and we do... If anyone's familiar with what artificial intelligence is or, or what it can do, we basically combine symbolic knowledge graph type technology with machine learning and accelerate processes. So without getting down into the detail of something like reviewing a risk engineer report that takes four hours with our technology, a senior risk engineer can do it in five minutes. So we take big complex processes and compact it and allow experts and, and humans to do what they're best at. I term it as, uh, and I, I took this from CEO of IBM, is augmenting humans, you know, making us better at what we already are good at. Okay. Okay. So, so within the, the insure tech space, and, and you guys are interesting because you're, you're playing within the insure tech space, but I wouldn't call you an insure tech if you've been around for yep. 30 years, right? Correct. Uh, so... so Within the insurance tech space, there are probably 300 companies doing AI. Uh, but At least. Generally, they seem to be very specific, right? So, so yeah. we help you with this very specific thing. Uh, what you're describing is a lot more, I don't want to say general AI, because I know that that has a meaning within AI of, yeah. of like actual uh, l like overall intelligence, right? The, 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 the jet ro robots. Stuff. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, which we're far away from yet, uh, as 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 a as a society or as a humanity is far away from that for now. Uh, depending on who you ask, we're either we're somewhere between far away and never, just depending on who you exactly. ask. Exactly. So I don't want to use the word general AI, but but what you described is a lot more general than uh, a lot of the other insured techs. Uh, am, I, am I understanding that correctly? Like, so so let's start with the example that that, that you mentioned about the risk engineer. Okay. So, so yeah, let's say that I am, you know, FM Global, and, and I have a, a ton of engineers and staff, and they're, they're very expensive. Uh, call you in. Uh, I'm assuming that there's a, a, a lengthy setup process to get to that point where my process can, can, can go from, from days to minutes or from hours to minutes. Well, it's funny, that one little question, there's a huge amount to unpack within all of that, which is what makes working in artificial intelligence really fun and exciting and also really hair pulling. I think my hairline has receded a bit <laughs> since I started. Um, but, you know, there's to, I guess the first thing there would be us versus insure tech. Is there a difference? What is the difference? So an insure tech, as you described, usually has a single exact use cases, you know, what we call it, basically one single solution. And how a lot of these come out is you've got a insurance experienced individual and a, a tech buddy, and they're like, hey, I bet we could solve this one problem. 
and so they create a, a technology around that and solving that problem. And what we have is kind of the opposite where we have all those different point solutions, but we actually created the platform first. So it's, you know, what you can do with it is, is basically what can you imagine? It's almost limitless. It's depending on what resources you want to put into it. Right. Because it can, yeah, yeah, it can take a lot. Um, but it's really, and, and that's how a lot of these use cases came about is specific insurers like, um, you know, Zurich or Axa Excel were like, hey, this is a problem. We want to develop a use case around that. You've already got the technology. Let's figure out a way to uh, solve this problem. And that's what's done. So it's the ability to scale. It really is our main difference between an InsurTech. Uh, InsurTech has one specific point solution that they're working on, one specific problem. We can come in and we can solve all different kinds of problems and, and we can scale up throughout a company. So it's, do you want to go with you know, just trying to do a, a single point solution or do you want to come in and solve a bunch of problems or be able to set up the infrastructure to set up a bunch of problems uh, or solve a bunch of problems? And part of what plays into that and makes it valuable, as you know, it, can get pretty complex and it can take a long time. So do you want to spend all this time and resources to solve one problem and that's it? Or do you want to solve that one problem and then be able to expand and solve additional problems? Okay. Uh, can you give me a, a, a couple of client stories and you can use the names or you can give the names out up to you, uh, but a couple of client sto stories of, of specific things that you, that you guys helped carriers solve? Absolutely. So I think uh, you know, risk engineering, loss control is a great example and a public reference for us being, and I'll, I'll list ones that are public references so people can go and, and look into this stuff. But risk engineer, um, AxaXL helped develop the risk engineering solution, which is you know, you've got your senior risk engineers, very expensive. Um, the overall in the industry, we're seeing they're aging out. You know, there's not enough new experienced talent coming into insurance uh, and hey you know side note some of that's probably the opinion we have you know as a society against insurance unfortunately it's an amazing industry um, and so it was like how can we make these individuals more efficient so it would take them four hours just to do a single report they were missing uh, they weren't even pursuing a lot of business because they just didn't have the capacity to do it so we came in worked with them developed this single solution took a four-hour process down to about five minutes. And so instead of doing one or two reports in a day, they can do you know, 10 reports, everything that comes in. And then they can also, pre-COVID and post-COVID, be able to go do on-site inspections and other things that you know, they really lend value to as opposed to being overpaid you know, box checkers on paperwork. And so that was a completely game-changing solution for them. As it's a public reference, we've got interviews with them out there online. I'd really, anyone that wants to check them out, you know, coming straight from, um, you know, their head of innovation, like, wow, this is amazing, uh, and what it could do for them. Uh, that's just, you know, it's a great example. And as we've been around for 30 plus years uh, within insurance, we have a lot of different examples like that. Um, you know, another one would be policy review. When, when COVID hit, you know, we had a bunch of insurers where, you know, they had no idea what their exposure was on, um, you know, these, these COVID-related liabilities, whether it's an 
whether it's unemployment or displacement or whether it's um, not being able to keep facilities open. There's just all this different stuff, um, you know, that, that came about and a bunch of insurers were like, oh, well, what's our risk? What, what's our exposure? What are we going to have to pay out? And instead of trying to hire, you know, 200 professionals to review all their policies and, and find out where they're exposed, use a solution to where um, it can read and make sense of all the information within a policy and show all the exposure. And literally, you know, the UI is like a very simple pop-up. These are the different exposures. These are the things to look into. So instead of sitting there and reading a document, it was somewhere between two and four hours, again, five or 10 minutes. And it allowed them to, you know, allow different insurers like Zurich just to go through and analyze all their policies, full portfolio, something that never could be done without AI. You can't, you know, stand up two, three hundred individuals, train them, and have them do that. It, the costs are immense. The time frame—it's just not possible. So, what's the technology do? It comes in and allows people to do the specialties and, and get things done that wouldn't otherwise be able to be done. So, hopefully, those two kind of demonstrate, you know, some of what's going on and, and what's possible with the technology. What, what's the time frame for, for a project like that? So that, that, that's such a great question. And it comes down to a couple of different factors being what the specific use case is, the complexity, the amount of data, and, and all of that. However, you know, the advantage of using a uh, pre-created solution, let's say risk engineering, um, we could do something like a proof of value in one week. You know, take a, a set of documents, run it through the system, um, key extractions, you know, liability, different entities like the buildings, the companies, the names, whatever it might be, and that can be done within a week. Uh, you can be live within one to two months. Now, if you want to take, uh, if you want to solve a new problem that hasn't been done before, then you're looking at anything six to 12 months because you have to create the solution. There's a lot of labor-intensive work that goes into it. However, you know what's the ROI on that? If it turns out that it would be a significant advantage to you, then you might want to do it. You know that's what Axa did with risk engineering. It, it wasn't there before. Uh, you know the technology was, but the specific solution wasn't there before. And so they spent the time and resources to build it or, or help you know build it. And because of that. Now insurers come to us and we're like, hey, in one week we can show you results. And they're like, what? That's incredible. Yeah. So it just, it, situation dictates. So it, it, this is a silly question, but, but I am curious. Is there like a menu of the <laughs> solutions that have already been developed that uh, could be done quickly? Yeah, just like Denny's and you go out. Exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, there is actually... Um, so the most common that we've seen throughout Europe and North America would be on the website under insurance. You know, if you contact someone like myself or someone that helps with the business development consultation, we know about a, obviously a, a larger range of those use cases. Um, but really, you know, what it generally comes down to is an initial meeting, an insurer identifies, hey, we've got this problem, who has solutions that can you know, help solve this. It's, it's very rare for an insurer to say, we've got the problem and we know what solution we need because the technology is so new. 
uh, you know, insurance, as you're well aware of, is not exactly the first to adopt new technology. So Very even last. though this generally yeah, is behind governments, <laughs> so they're adopting after government. That's when you know it's really slow. To exactly. Once government uh, trucking uh, and uh, grave digging have adopted yeah. technology, then, then, then we consider it. AI for grave digging. That's probably out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, because they're you know it's they're just behind the curve on the, on that kind of technology in general. They don't know exactly you know what kinds of solutions they need. And and I would really advise any insurer that's out there looking into this stuff is do your research, have conversations. Don't you know if you come talk to me and I'm like just give you all the right information like oh my god this is it still do your due diligence go out and look at other options um you know see what else is out there do your research because you know there's 300 plus insurtechs out there um and again we're not an insurtech but there's 300 plus companies out there trying to do this kind of stuff and with that many out there, you know that there's probably some really good options and a whole lot of not so great options. And don't fall down the rabbit hole of just throwing money into something that's not going to give you a positive ROI. Okay, um, what what kind of problems can you? Like, is there is there a definition or, or a, a rule of thumb? This is the kind of thing that we can probably help with. The kind of thing that we probably can't help with. So there's you know. Broad strokes, if you need to increase capacity, uh, you need to pursue more business, uh, you have unintended exposures. For example, we had, I can't remember the exact use case off the tip of my tongue, but there was one where, I believe it was under risk engineering, where a client, um, you know, they're using the templates, renewing for, you know, whatever properties, something was missed and a building burned down and because it wasn't caught because it was done manually and humans you know like after lunch or <laughs> right before the bell rings on friday afternoon or not as attentive as the rest of the week you know one of those slipped through and it ended up costing them like 10 million dollars and they had to cover it whereas that kind of solution would have instantly caught it and that's why they went and with our solution and you know, now that's a uh, you know, problem that they're not going to come into. But it's the same thing, like, if you want to protect um, from exposure, leakage, if you want to increase your capacity, your offer capacity, if you want to process, you know, policies faster, claims faster, it's really inefficiencies. And that's another obstacle. A lot of the conversations I have with insurers is they know end state of maybe what they want, maybe... Um, no-touch claims, for example. We want you know stuff come in, be fully automated, and we don't have to touch it, and we're willing to pay big bucks for it. It's like, oh, okay, that's incredible. We'd love to work with you on that. What's your process? Oh, yeah, we, we actually don't know our exact process. Like, It's kind of hard to create a solution when you don't even know what the process is, and oftentimes we'll have these conversations. They get really excited. We get really excited. Everyone's excited. And it's like, okay, now we have to map out the process. Well, add six months because we have no idea what it is. End of quarter is coming up, so that's the priority. Budget got shifted. Let's push it back another three to six months. Uh, you know, it's just 
complexities that arise, especially within insurance, a lot of these companies, they don't know their full process end to end. They don't have it mapped out. And you, you can't automate something that you don't know the intricacies of what's going on. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar, definitely. <laughs> uh, that we have a lot of institutional knowledge in, in our industry. Uh, and it, it's, it's probably partially because of our technology, right? We, we've been using old technology forever, so, so, yep. so there's a lot of... It worked, well, why break it, or why, why you know, fix it if it's not broke? Well, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's part of it. And, and people tend to stay within the same company for a long time, at least historically they have. Especially in insurance. insurance. Exactly. Everyone insurance. I talk to at, you know, the, the big, biggest, can't give the names out if, you know, they're not public reference, but the biggest insurers out there, when I go into these meetings, everybody 20 to 30 years in the same company. You know, it's like, it's exactly. so, so, no so other when, industry have I seen that. So you, except you, for you, government. you end up, and, and, and that speaks, it's, it's, it's a good part about insurance when it comes to, yeah, to insurance absolutely. as a career. It's a great career. That's why people stay. Uh, and and they, they stay forever, right? many times in the same company. That's changing a little bit with the newer generation, but still. Uh, but the, the problem is that that if you stay forever and the, the industry is used to that, then there's no pressure to make sure everything is documented, to make sure, right? Yeah. Uh, like, John knows how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just give it to, to Tony. Sure, he always takes care of it. Exactly. We'll try to make sure that he teaches somebody else before he retires. Uh, but retirement is fairly predictable. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's, that's a funny little tangent on, on the risk reports. One of the insurers that we're working with, we did an audit of their top five risk engineers. And they had between the top five like, I think it was five or ten reports, so not, not a huge set, 20% variance above and below the way they scored. Completely subjective. And you think, like, these are the best of, you know, big name insurer, the absolute best, some of the best in the industry, 20% variance. And the whole industry is because we're so used to, you know, those legacy relationships, legacy processes, and... If it's not broken, then why are we going to mess with it? You know, that type of attitude. And, I mean, really, I think that's part of the human condition in general. It's just easier um, to get away with it in insurance because it's so analog and it's so manual. And, and it's changing. It's, 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 uh, with the Slowly. pressure that, that, we're, that we're getting from InsureTech and from how competitive insurance has gotten in many markets, uh, it's, it's changing. Uh, who, who tends to be your client? Is it the CIO or is it the business unit leader? Uh, who, 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 tend, who tends to, to benefit from, from uh, bringing you on? So these types of projects, we find they're very complex, and the best way to go about it is involve everybody from you know, top sign-off, which might be CIO or CTO or CUO, whoever it might be, all the way down to you know, the directors, the ones overseeing um, you know, the actual engineers or processors or underwriters or whoever it might be. And the reason being is, you know, each one of these individuals takes part in the process at some point. And so if you're coming in and, you know, augmenting this process and making it faster or more efficient or more accurate or whatever you might be doing, 
it's going to affect every single person. And if you have any one department that's like, no way am I doing this. I don't believe in the solution or the technology or whatever it might be. And, you know, they throw a stick in the spokes of the bike, like that thing's flipping. You have to involve absolutely everybody that this technology is going to get involved with. And that's also what makes it a little bit more difficult, especially during the pandemic of, you know, solving problems is everybody has to be on board because maybe the chief underwriting officer is all about it. And then a couple steps down, a VP is vehemently against it because they're going to retire in two years and they don't want to upset, you know, anything. Vehemently against that. <laughs> yeah. I've been on a few calls and meetings where that was probably a nice way to put it. That is an actual word. I just looked yeah. it up. Uh, it's not every day that I learn a, a new SAT word. Uh, well, you try and change the insurance it. industry, and that's what you're going to come up against sometimes. It is definitely, <laughs> changing this industry is definitely a behemoth of, of a task. No question yeah. about it. Uh, it's like trying to turn that tanker that got oh, stuck yeah. in the canal. Oh yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's needed, uh, and and I think that that as an industry we are gaining appetite for it, which we lacked yeah. before. Uh, we've realized that change has to happen. We've realized that that, that if change doesn't happen, uh, eventually, we, you know, even with all the regulatory protections we have because of of the way we regulate it. Uh, and, and even the amount of capital that, that is needed to, run, to, to create an insurance company, uh, we have realized that, that yes, eventually it will happen. We, we'll, we'll get disrupted if, if, if we don't uh, bring ourselves into you know, the late 20th century at the very least. <laughs> uh, and, and I so, think so part I th of that is also just the um, – it used to be seen as such a negative and people are starting to, to see and understand it's a positive. For example, you know, an example I use is you're hired in for certain skill set capabilities and to do a certain job. And if half of every single day, in some cases 80% of every single day is responding to emails or filling out paperwork that could be automated and is not using your skill set, that is a really unfulfilling place to be within your career. You, know, you spend all these years developing this great skill set, and instead of doing your job, you know, 70, 80% of your time is checking boxes because that's, you know, it fell on you. That, that's a horrible place to be. I'd, I'd be pulling even more hair out, you know, if I was in that situation. And so people are starting to see, like, oh, this is actually, um, you know, it's not something to be scared of. This is actually helping me do my job and, and just have a better life in general. That, that is a great way to put it. I, I really uh, can't uh, put it better than that. That, that. that is really, really, really good. Thank you. Uh, so, so, Matt, if, if uh, you know, a, a listener found this interesting, uh, how, how, do, how do they uh, connect with you? I, I mean, I, I will include the link to your LinkedIn profile on the show notes, and I, and I will include the link to the company website, which is expert.ai, so that's pretty easy. Yes, very uh, easy. So, so what's the best way to connect with you? Well, if they want to connect with me specifically, I've got an open profile. I've got 11,000 followers on there, so very visible. Happy to answer any and all questions. Um, you know, no obligation. If you just have questions about AI or insurance or my German Shepherds, hit me up. Happy to talk. Uh, if you're looking for a specifically you've got a project going on or something, you know, there's 
contact us button on probably every page of that website. And, you know, we've got people responding um, same day, maybe within a few hours that'll help, you know, get a meeting set up for whoever's the right point of contact for them to speak to for what they're looking into. And uh, once we're, we're recording today late April as the vaccination seems to be going well in the States, but I don't think yes. conferences have restarted yet. Uh, yeah. If, uh, assuming that we do have fall conferences, uh, uh, will, will we find you at InsureTech Connect or at the Connected Claims Conference or are there any specific conferences that we might find you at? Hopefully, um, you know, really right now everything's still tentative. We don't have stuff booked out. Uh, so we have like... Um, we actually just had AI and finance and insurance, which was today. Uh, we did the IRES regulation um, event two weeks ago. Yeah, we were there a couple weeks ago. We'd like to go back to uh, Silicon Prairie. We're really looking to see what's you know slated for in person because now it's still uh, it's really a toss up. You know, I share anytime we go to an event. So as soon as we get physical locations booked, the thing is. Um, Virtual is really kind of run its course. I think people are pretty tired of the you know, virtual events, and uh, it just it hasn't been a place to be able to engage. And it's funny because it's insurance is such an engagement-focused industry, relationship-driven, meeting and speaking in person, and then taking that and sticking it on virtual platforms. People are they're already turned off within the industry. And so now we're running at what, 12, 18 months of virtual events. Um, I don't think I'm going to be doing any more virtual events until it's actually in person. But once those get booked, definitely be sharing it all over social. We'd love to connect with people again and actually, you know, get out and, and speak and talk and communicate. I, I am, uh, I'm booked for insured to connect, uh, both nice. the, uh, okay. the, the ticket and the hotel. Uh, and I can't tell you how it, it took me a little convincing the company uh, to to go for it, but but uh, they did, and 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 uh, so so I, I get the registration for to connect, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I get the hotel the the hotel uh, reservation, and I'm like, oh my god, this is actually probably happening. <laughs> like this is so exciting. <laughs> so it's probably I, the the most excited you've been for an event since it, like you did your first event ever. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like being a kid again. again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I think I uh, before that I, I I'll I'll be at at a at CPCU annual meeting or into risk in Orlando, which is September. Uh, but I, I think that that ITC in October will be the real like the the real like gigantic event that will actually happen. I'm I'm hoping. So I, I think that yeah. that'll be a uh, real like return to to the to the new normal, whatever that new normal looks like. Uh, for most of the industry. So, so anyway, uh, thank you so much for, for joining me today. It's, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, look forward to see what you, what, what you guys do. Uh, keep, keep me posted as, as interesting uh, projects get, get, uh, get implemented with the, within insurance. Uh, love, love to, to hear uh, and help the, the audience uh, learn what is possible. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Tony. Really Excellent. enjoyed it. Look forward Thank to connecting in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you.